At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at lifemd.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. All right, well, welcome back to the Buffalo Happy Hour Podcast. Mike, what's going on? We are with our friends at Resurgence Brewing. And I'm stoked about this because there's probably way too much to discuss in an hour, but we're going to do our best. And I'm drinking my first Loganberry beer, so that's awesome too. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Sure. Uh, my name is Ben Kessner. I'm the director of Taproom Operations here at Resurgence Brewing Company. Um, I came on board to help reopen this new property here at Chicago Street. And since then, I've uh, you know, really dove into the uh, everything of Resurgence Brewing Company. So all the ins and outs, day-to-day operations, things like that. On the taproom side, that's what I'm responsible for. Awesome. Good deal. So let's go back to your classic Niagara Street location just for a moment. Now, in the early 1900s, Sterling Engine Co. produced the boat engines for PT boats used in World War One. Right. So then they went on a business in about the 40s, and then the building changed hands a few times after finally being bought by the city of Buffalo. In the 60s through to the 80s, the portion you guys leased was a pound. So from there, the building was mostly used for storage and or was left vacant. You guys came in by storm and retrofitted the building and then reopened the the space essentially in June 2014. Uh, were there any pieces of history left when you guys came in that was repurposed for that reopening in June? So there's, I mean, there's a lot of history in that building. If you've been there, you can feel it, right? It right. feels much different than our Chicago Street location in a lot of ways. Um, one, because it's smaller, and two, because it really is much older. There's a lot of things that we didn't update uh, on the interior that are kind of original pieces. So, you know, in specifics, there's there's a big metal door uh, that's right at the end of the bar. If you, you, you definitely see it when you go in there. And there's a bunch of holes in it, and everybody's like, what are those holes? How do those get there? Those are gunshots. So... So you know the guys in the pound back back in that back in the day in the dog pound they would be bored and they would literally just sit there and just fire off rounds at the door so they would just pass time and fire around so it would never happen in today's day and age but yeah no. i mean so things like that it has a lot of character right so yeah. i think that's why everybody loves it so much yeah there's a conscious decision to keep that door <laughs> yeah. totally paid off definitely yeah it's really cool that's awesome so your name's incredible resurgence right so the meaning behind it means a ton and speaks to the city extremely well 
What does your name mean for those that don't know? And what was the conversation like at the round table to come up with it? Because the story is probably pretty solid. Yeah. So, you know, that was all thanks to Jeff Ware. He's our president and CEO. Uh, and coming up with the brand with his wife, Aaron, uh, you know, the thought was, hey, they were, you know, they were in New York City at the time. Uh, they have family here in Buffalo. They came back to visit a lot. Um, you know, they have seen the city kind of becoming revitalized. They, they, they saw all the buildings going up and all the construction happening. And, you know, even more than that, like the ideas and the economy, they saw it on the rise. And, um, you know, I mean, obviously Jeff being a beer guy, he wanted to have his own brewery. So when they were thinking about the name, it just made perfect sense, not only because of the construction and, and all the ideas in the economy, but also because of the beer scene, it was, you know, really starting to grow again. And, I think, uh, you know, he couldn't think of a better name for it um, than Resurgence because it really perfectly matches Buffalo. Sure. Yeah. So what about your past? Were you in the brewery scene before this? Uh, I was not, actually. I've always been a beer drinker, um, and I've never worked in a brewery capacity um, until a few years ago. So, you know, for me, it made perfect sense when the call came, and uh, I was like, uh, so this means I get to drink beer every day, right? (laughs) (laughs) Sure thing. Uh, Damn good beer, too. You know, my wife in the background rolling her eyes. Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is my first brewery experience. I've done everything else in, in the hospitality industry. You name it, I've been there. Um, but this is my first shot and I love it. Awesome. So we're in the Chicago street location. Do you want to give a little history about this building that we're in now? Yeah. So it's the EB Holmes, uh, Cooperage, right? Um, so EB Holmes back in the 1800s, they were a company that specialized in making barrels and barrel parts. And they really revolutionized the way, uh, the barrels were made. And, you know, you think barrels like, Oh, for what, for like whiskey or wine? Well, no, I mean, they used to ship everything in barrels there were no amazon boxes or anything like that (laughs) everything came in a barrel so they did a ton of barrel making here they really revolutionized it and we're lucky to be able to have this space because there's there's still history in the space there's one of our foot rails at the bar downstairs is one of the original pieces of machinery oh sweet um and it was like right where that sat in the building so you know there's that there's the old uh elevator shaft right over here by the stairs that you saw so there's a ton of character here too so was that a conscious effort of you expanding your tasting room and your dining area into the brewery space itself? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you see it right, you know, right, right in our company culture and our in our motto really is experience great beer. Sure. Uh, we couldn't think of a better way than to put the guests right beside the brewery. So, you know, if you came in today, uh, you know, at two o'clock in the afternoon, you could sit there, drink a beer, literally right next to the canning line as as the team's canning the beer. Um, we were canning Resurgence IPA today. So. Being a part of the experience and really getting to see it happen um, and feel it firsthand is, is what we're all about. So you also have another motto that you, you guys kind of live by. Uh, do you want to explain that motto and kind of where that came from? <laughs> yeah, don't be a dick, right? <laughs> so, you know, this is something we talk to our staff about all the time. And, you know, for us and for me personally, hospitality is a really big part of what we do. You know, we're opening our doors for people to come in and have a great time. And I think, you know, you've, you might have seen it if you've gone to a brewery or, you know, been to a tap room, uh, especially one that's like really well sought after is you kind of walk in there and you don't you don't get the most warmth in the world from the staff. You know, you kind of they're holding their heads up you get a little bit of a feeling like they think they're awesome mm-hmm. um and we don't want that we want this to be something for everyone um, so as much as we want to make damn good beer we really want everyone to come enjoy it and we don't think we're for one person in particular sure and you can feel that because when you walk in like derek hasn't actually been inside the new facility yet as of today so when he walked in 
I was like, this is nuts, right? Like, because you're feeling an overwhelming environment hit you, not just a small space. Like, the ceilings are huge. The entire operation's on your right, like you said, and then everything is well lit. So when you show up, everybody's wiping things down and keeping it clean, but then they're also approaching you and saying, what can I get you? How are you? What's going on? And it's not your standard, what's up? You know what I mean? Like, it's a totally different dynamic that you right. guys brought forward. It's a really cool overall feeling. Yeah, so with that and with this location, you guys share a patio with Hartman's Distilling. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> what was that process? Is there any... Like, what was the thought process with sharing the patio with a distillery or another business? Sure. So, I mean, it, it kind of happened organically, really, as, you know, the building was being built um, and the businesses were being filled out. Um, so, you know, it just so happens that we get to share it with another beverage company. And being a distillery, we think it's like the perfect counterpart. Um, and for us in particular, you know, we love working with them and, and doing things together. You know, he, he sells our beer and mm-hmm. we sell his bourbon. Um, and it's really a shared space. But again, it comes back to the don't be a dick. And, right. you know, our mindset is the more that we can work with other businesses, the better we all are. True. It's just this all-encompassing environment because you have both your production facilities on the far end of each of your buildings. So the whole space just seems like a common space. Right. It's really cool to walk through. Yeah, it certainly is an experience. So when you guys first walked into this building, it was a total reuse because it wasn't what it is now, right? I mean, there was literally just crumbled cinder blocks along the walls. So can you speak on what it was like to bring, like, the overall revitalization? Uh, hold on. Revi- I'm going to revital- <laughs> revitalization. Good. Nailed it. <laughs> Excellent. Process yeah. uh, in, in basically developing what we're in now. Yeah, so, I mean... If you look at the pictures, they are wild. I mean, it's literally a skeleton of a building, and it was it was nothing. It was you know it was run down, it was abandoned, it was it wasn't being used, and it was an eyesore really for a long time. And you know, I can't tell you the amount of people who come in here now and they're like, "Oh, I've lived here for twenty or thirty years," and you know, we used to sneak in there at night when we were kids, and you know, the things that they did when you know when it was dark out, right? And hmm. um, the people tell me that and then they finish it with like, oh my God, I could have never imagined that something like this could have come out of that. And to hear somebody say that, especially somebody who's lived right here in this neighborhood is, it's pretty special. So how long did it take you to get from point A to point B where you walk in, you have nothing to your opening, which this opened in June, 2019, correct? Yes. Okay. Yep. So June, 2019, we opened, um, as a lot of construction projects go, we we're a little bit behind schedule, um, which, you know, it happens. Sure. Um, so, you know, in terms of like specific build out, at least a couple years it took, right. Um, from breaking ground to finishing construction, but in terms of the idea and the plan and the thought that was really since our inception i mean we opened the doors at niagara street in 2014 you know jeff uh jeff put something out on social media to say hey like we're doing a soft opening you know come by if you have some free time and 300 people showed up so like that was the first night you know they were were, him and aaron were expecting 30 people they were they were quoted saying that and then 300 showed up and he's like it's literally been us trying to keep up with demand ever since that soft opening that's crazy. Yeah, and he still tells me stories about, you know, his mom, Nancy, she'd be in the kitchen and she'd be like helping to make bread bowls and like dill dip and stuff <laughs> like that. And and we talk about it now like it's the good old days, right? And you know, here we are today where we, you know, we have a full staff of, you know, 60 people. So wow. it's it's pretty special. No kidding. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you had 60 people. Yep. So we have 60 staff between our brewery, our kitchen, our tap room, uh, our event staff, and then our team at Niagara Street as well. So, so Niagara Street is still open, correct? 
yeah, we're open on Niagara Street. Um, <laughs> things are going great over there. So when we opened here, the main focus with our brewery is to do distribution. So we do a lot of our core brands here in our larger brewery because it's just easier for us to package it and store it and then get it out. So Niagara Street has sort of transitioned into like our experimental kind of R&D test batch oh, facility. Cool. So we make much smaller batches, uh, more unique beers, things like that. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So one of the benefits to the amount of space you have, which is 30,000 square feet, is the canning operation. So how was that? Because I'm assuming it was somewhat of a nightmare trying to get the entire canning operation dialed in to where you're at now because we've been to certain breweries and to their credit, they they have what they have, right? right. I mean, you guys have 30,000 square feet. Most people would love to have 30,000 square feet. Yeah. We've, we've spoken with people that brew in their kitchen and then we've spoken with other breweries that they have different buildings and they're trying to make it work and then they're just, they're keeping up with their demand. So for you guys to have... I mean, how many cans do you have stacked? It's kind of insane to look at in the thousands. back corner. Yeah. yeah. You have thousands <laughs> of pallets worth of beer stacked, and then there's guys currently canning and brewing all mm-hmm. at once with all the different equipment. So can you just touch on that whole piece? Yeah, I mean, it's great, and it's, you know, it's all credit to Drew. So he's our director of brewery operations. Um, he's an engineer, so kind of worked out well um, that he got to help build out the brewery and design everything exactly how he wanted it. But, I mean, it's, you know, it's, kind of like a symphony right like so we have you know the brewers over here are brewing beer uh then we have the guys who are packaging the beer right and then you know uh we have the products coming in and it's all just organized in a way so that it's seamless and they do a great job and they make it really easy for us because there are some challenges when you have a functioning brewery right next to your space like when you have a bride who wants to have her wedding up here and the canning line is like going downstairs (laughs) you know so there's some challenges like that that we've worked through but I mean, it's really easy and it's really great, um, and it's a great conversation piece. You have a lot of equipment in that brewery mm-hmm. space. How many beers are you able to brew at once, or like, what does a daily production look like? Sure. Yeah. So daily production would be like uh, Nick, our head brewer. He comes in anywhere between like four and five in the morning. Um, he gets yeah, right. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, he says, uh, you know, he gets started in the morning, um, and he, you know, if he's brewing a batch of beer, it takes five or six hours. He's making 990 gallons at a time. Um, so it's, wow. a, it's a lot of beer. Um, we have days where we do two batches in a day, so they'll do two brews. Um, and then outside of that, it's just, you know, maintenance and taking care of the beers, checking the beers, making sure they're at the right spot, the right, you know, gravity, the right alcohol content, things like that. Um, and then there's a lot of canning and packaging. So really it's just constantly moving products around and reorganizing things as things come in and things go out so it's really a well-oiled machine and we're lucky to be able to show it to people yeah how how long does it take to clean because you have to you have to keep it separate obviously right but Mm -hmm. you're not you're not just swapping tanks no so how does how do you clean these i mean they're massive it's constant it really is it's it's pretty wild like people are like like, i'm always doing it people are like i want to be a brewer i want to work in a brewery and then they show up and they're like oh i'm just spraying water and chemicals on things like sure that's really most of it is like cleaning that's obviously the biggest part because you want the beer to taste great and if you're not cleaning and maintaining your equipment the beer's not going to taste great so um you know really it's a lot of it is you know basically you know they'll come in on a weekend right or they'll if they're emptying a tank they're cleaning it right away and then they're going to refill with beer so it really happens simultaneously like right between batches and as we're switching out products but it's not too bad of a process so was the stress trying to maintain consistency or was the stress keeping up with the demand 
for that consistency because you like you said you're cleaning but like where's where's that fine line i think it's like all the stress right because it's like (laughs) if you don't clean it's not going to be consistent and if it's not consistent you're not going to have demand so it's like you're constantly doing all of those things and then at the same time you're trying to come out with new beers and release new beers so i mean credit to what those guys do it's you know they really do a fantastic job and uh yeah. So you have your staple products. Mm-hmm. One of them right here is in front of us, the IPA. Mm-hmm. How many staple products do you have that you're consistently putting out? And then how many of these experimentals do you normally do? Sure. So we have anywhere from eight to 10 core beers that we have available in the market at any given time, depending on the season. Sure. Uh, and, you know, in terms of especially one-offs or new releases, we really try and do at least a couple every month. Um, recently we've been doing, you know, four, if not more every month. Um, so the guys have been really busting their butts back there and, uh, we're, we're benefiting from it. What is the logo design process? Like your, your logos on these specialty beers are very different than your traditional Mm -hmm. staples. So what is that process like and how do you get them approved? Sure. So basically, you know, the core products really start with our brand, right? We want that to resonate with Mm -hmm. people. We want them to remember it. Um, so that's a big part of it. Obviously you see that badass buffalo head as we call it um so that lets people know who we are um and then the one-offs and the special releases it's really about having you know more fun with it right and getting a little bit more unique almost like collectibles um so you know jeff really holds it close to his heart the designs and you know often there's a funny story behind it (laughs) and some crazy idea that he has and he pretty much works through it and you know he's he's really responsible for a lot of the designs so So we were looking at this IPA when we did our episode with, with this one, and the can specifically. So it's got the buffalo head. Mm-hmm. What's up with the crown and then the eagle on the top? Is there a story <laughs> behind that at all, or is it just decoration? Uh, to be honest, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. It's, so, it's so cool. Yeah. It just adds another thing to the can, and it's just it draws your attention right to that crown. But that's really it. We really wanted to go for the badass buffalo, mm-hmm. right? Like, you've all seen, like, the dopey buffalo <laughs> and things, like the costume, right? right? And it's like, you know, we didn't really want to look like that, right? So we wanted something that people could feel a little bit more, um, and we felt that this matched that resurgence of buffalo a little bit more so i would take this buffalo look over the slug savers logo anyway. <laughs> right so Hell yeah it's definitely better <laughs> <laughs> i agree absolutely <laughs> now for there's a lot of things that i want to ask but there's people that listen to us from a variety of different locations so where can we find your products outside of like a consumer's or wegman's because most people go there right yeah, I would say like those are definitely like the go-tos, but you know, we've seen all these bottle shops popping up all over the place and I would say, you know, they're a big percentage of what we do. Um, they're really big supporters of us. So whether you're in the South towns, you know, down East Aurora or whether you're, you know, up in Lewiston or something like that, or maybe going out to Rochester, a lot of the smaller shops are, are people that we really rely on and we really appreciate and we love having relationships with. So, you know, between here and Syracuse, you can find us obviously at the big name brands but you can find us probably at a lot of the smaller places too are That's you outside cool. of new york at all um currently we're not outside okay. of new york state so we're kind of pushing down to manhattan um towards the city oh, right cool. now we're in the southern tier um and then like out to syracuse have you submitted any of your beers for competitions at all we have yeah do you want to so. talk about that a little bit <laughs> he's like yes you know what see. <laughs> here's my gajillion medals yeah right <laughs> So uh, that was my different outfit. If I would have known I was on camera, I would have worn all the medals today. I just walked in as a giant gold medal. Um, yeah, so, you know, a couple beers in particular. So our IPA, 
um, has won a uh, gold medal, and uh, also our Bach has won a medal as oh, okay. well. So, uh, you know, we try not to brag about it too much. But again, don't be a dick. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but we're, we think it's pretty cool. Um, when did you first submit it for a competition? Oh, geez. Um, feels like years and years ago. <laughs> uh, to be honest, they probably submitted it 2014. Okay. Like right when we opened. Nice. And it won gold. Uh, what year did that win gold? The first year? That's crazy. Um, if that's on the box, I'm going to be really happy. Yeah. It's not on the box, which means we're gold gold medal winner every year. There you go. Yeah. I like that assumption. Boom. It's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that beer is sensational, and that's your staple. Mm-hmm. That's your number one seller, right? It really is, yeah. yeah. So the West Coast style IPA, um, you're going to get some of that bitterness, some of that grassiness, but a lot of the citrus coming through. And for being 7.2%, it's – Really easy drinking, Absolutely. so it's great for this time of year, summertime. It's dangerous. Yeah. It we is. Can, we can attest yeah. to that. Yeah, yeah. They, they go down smooth. There's a rumor, and I wanted to ask you about it. There's a potential to distill in the future. Can you speak on any of that? No comment. I oh, like that. No comment. <laughs> I like that. So going back to the brewing quick, this is uh, a new one. Or not a new one, but this is like a state. It's new to me. Do you want to talk about this, what I'm drinking, and sure. just how the formation of that Unless yeah. you wanted to go into more of Mike's questions and answers. But no, on. we want to talk about your love for the Loganberry <laughs> Wit. So, <laughs> so it starts off as a traditional wit beer. Um, so more wheat than barley when we brew the beer. So you're going to get a lot of those traditional notes coming out of it. And what better way than to incorporate a beer for Buffalo than to put Loganberry in it? And it works out really nicely. So you get a little bit of the sweetness from the Loganberry. And then you get a little bit of like that wheat in it, wheat and kind of malty flavor coming in to dry it out a little bit. So it balances really well. Um, and this time of year for the summertime, it's one of our most popular beers. Yeah, That first initial sip goes, to, like my immediately thought is that it was a sour or a ghost or something. But as, you, as it goes down, you can get the, the dryness of the wheat, mm-hmm. which makes you think, what the hell am I drinking? And this is this is fantastic. You've had I this one before, right? Yeah, I grew up on it, man. He's like, dude, <laughs> I, on it. I will not point you in the wrong direction. Just <laughs> listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> this is so good. So that was one of the beers that, you know, even Jeff kind of brewed in his kitchen and started in his kitchen, right? Like when, when he first had the concept for the company and wanted to make this beer, you know, that along with sponge candy stout and a few others, those were the batches that really started out on the stovetop. Um, you know, really small batch. So sponge candy stout, is that uh, regular out there? Um, so it is, it's a little bit more limited this time of year, but we still have people who are like, I won't, I love your beer. I haven't tried anything else, but I love that sponge candy one. I love your beer. Um, and we're like, please, just try something else. So like, no, nope, sponge candy for me. So we have to make it all year round. So, um, so it is available all year round. So we have that in six packs. I was terrified of the craft scene. So yeah. because I'm not a massive, massive beer drinker, mm-hmm. but I appreciate it. But I'm a whiskey dude, right? So when I came to the Niagara Street location with my brother-in-law, he's like, I know where you stand. Shut up. Drink this. <laughs> And I'm like, okay. So I took a sip, and then I just stared at him, and he goes, this is resurgence, dude. And I'm like, we can't leave. This is it. And I lived in Elmwood at the time, so every Friday I would look at my now fiancé, and I'm like, what's up? You, you want to you you try it out? You want to go? And she's, nice. she would just shake her head. She was like, no, we're not going. And then we'd just end up at Aroma. And then I'd sneak out and go with him, and yes. I'd, I'd be sipping it. So now every year at Christmas, we basically fill growlers and then send it to Syracuse because our in-laws, that's like all they drink. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a hell of a story, man. That is so cool. Thank God for your brother-in-law. Seriously. <laughs> so he actually introduced me uh, to you guys because he was doing a lot of nonprofit work with you as well. So 
obviously with your business plan and don't be a dick, you do a ton for the local community and then local nonprofits, which we do as well, um, which is exciting. But I definitely want to talk about the dynamic that you guys have with Buffalo because it's not just the name, it's actions as well on top of it. So you do private parties and community work and you've done it from the beginning, but it's never announced. It's not really talked about. It's just kind of like this Batman-esque experience with Resurgence. But for example, like the the collaboration event, that Mm -hmm. was something, but then you've, you've also done some other things for local nonprofits, but please can you speak on like some of the things that you've done because you raise a lot of money and then immediately donate it to things that most people don't even know about. Yeah, right. Don't be humble. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, again, I mean, yeah, it goes back to the don't be a dick, but you know, this is really the company we want to be as much as we want to, you know, have a profitable business. We think the most important part is to connect with your community. So that connection for us, of course, it's, you know, with the neighborhood and, and where we're located now, but it's also with the businesses because we know that they support, um, you know, bigger ideas that really benefit Buffalo. So, you know, things like, um, the Darwin Martin house, right? The national historic site. So we've done a lot with them and we did some promotional stuff with them for father's day where we helped donate some beer and, and really help them out. Um, we've done things with obviously collaboration. So we have, you know, ECMC, we made a nice donation to, um, which was a lot of fun because we got to try a lot of cool beers in the process. Um, and we've done, you know, countless other things, um, whether it's, you know, opening up our doors, uh, for SEPA. So, um, it was, uh, basically an art gallery fundraiser where they turned our second floor into an art gallery and it was a a fundraiser for all the artists. Right. So things like that. Um, I mean, there's countless other things, uh, you know, there was, I believe it was weedy where it's, they're essentially a, they're a nonprofit that helps like local refugees start a small business. Mm -hmm. So if somebody holds an event with you guys, it's a local nonprofit, like what perks do they get other than, Hey, I'm having an event at resurgence. And then everyone obviously just knows where to go right? because you're easily accessible in Google maps. But what, what else? Yes. I mean, a lot of that is, you know, a lot of groups, what we'll do is, you know, um, if they're working towards a goal for like a fundraiser or something like that, we're happy to, to almost do like, uh, you know, uh, almost like a pint exchange kind of thing where it's like, Hey, you want to have your event here? Like we'll work out something where, you know, you get a certain amount of pints and you know, that's kind of like our gift to help get people out. Right. So that you can benefit more from your event. Um, you know, other things that we do is, you know, we really work with nonprofits, um, when they need space, because I think that's like the biggest thing. A lot of times they need space and that's a good point. space is getting really expensive, uh, in Buffalo as we continue to grow. So, you know, we have a ton of space and we're always opening our doors to them. So, so just like being able to host an event, because you also, you mentioned earlier doing weddings. Mm-hmm. So how does that all tie in? So, yeah, I mean, right now we're on the second floor in our event space. We have three different spaces up here. Um, we can hold weddings up to, you know, 250 people up here, but we also do a lot of corporate and, and nonprofit events as well. So, you know, feed wow. more, feed more, for example, uh, you know, we, we work with them to do a huge event and fundraiser every year. And we basically, you know, give them the space of the whole building. Right. So, you know, we've had cars parked in the brewery before, like Mercedes Benz and stuff like that. And, uh, just flexing hard. Exactly. <laughs> as much as like the brewery guys are like, really? I'm like, come on. It looks awesome though. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And they definitely took selfies in the cars. So <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So speaking of that, which, which one showed up? Like standard C300s or are we talking AMGs or? <laughs> no, it was definitely like standard. But, I mean, you're standing Mercedes, right? I mean, come on. Yeah, it's still, still a Mercedes. It's still a Mercedes. Yeah. <laughs> 100%.
So right now there's the uh, outside your building. You have that street blocked off. Yeah. For do, is this a? Would you like this to be a reoccurring thing with the the state or the city? I should say we'd love. Yeah. Yeah, we'd love to. I mean, for us, it's it's such a great way to build more of an experience, and really, it kind of brings us back to why Jeff founded the company, and that was you know there was a lack of beer gardens in Buffalo at the time, and that's kind of where he and Aaron fell in love and loved to hang out when they weren't working in New York is they go to beer gardens and it'd be like a family friendly environment and it would be totally relaxing and a great atmosphere. And, you know, so we founded ourselves on the basis of the beer garden and that's just like another beer garden for us. So we love being outside. We love celebrating that warm weather when we finally do get it in Buffalo and we definitely want to take advantage of it as much as we can. So we'd love to see it be a permanent thing. And, uh, you know, it's worked out really well. What was the process of applying for that? Because there's obviously legal ramifications, or not ramifications, but legal processes that you have to go through. To- sure. So uh, basically, we had to put an application with the city. Um, so we worked really closely with the mayor's office, and uh, you know that was an initiative they came out with to try and help us out. And the city were great partners in it. Um, you know, we obviously had a lot of questions. We wanted to make sure we're doing things exactly how we're supposed to. And you know, they helped helped me out a lot, really, when I kind of went through the process, and they made it really easy. So. Um, they really wanted us to have it as much as we wanted to have it, and that was really cool. So, yeah, that's awesome. As you guys continue to grow, what is your? Are you reaching capacity here yet, or are are you still in the middle of it? <laughs> Don't lie, man. You no. know, you know, you can crank out way more cans. <laughs> we definitely can. Yeah. So that was a problem we had, like when we started Niagara Street. Right? Is is we were kind of at capacity, and like that was the space. It made sense for us at the time, but ever since we opened we were like trying to keep up with demand, right? Like you'd go to the store and you'd see like one or two of our brands on the shelf, but now we can have four to six on the shelf, right? So um, this brewery was built specifically with room to grow. We don't want to grow like too much. We don't want to be like, you know, one of those huge, like, I don't know, uh, Sam Adams or something like that. We don't necessarily want to get that big. Um, We definitely want to be a big regional brewery um, and there's definitely room to grow. We can fit some more cans back there for when That's we, crazy. Yeah. When we were next door interviewing Justin for an episode, he mm-hmm. talked about a collaboration between you two. Uh, is there any progress on that, or is there anything that you want to add to that? Yeah, we've definitely been in discussion for sure, like um, like a bourbon and beer festival, which this guy is so happy about over here right now. <laughs> He's like, please tell me when. Yeah. Uh, so we're definitely working on that. So we'll kind of have to uh, keep you uh, anticipating. I'm not going to give you an exact date yet. See, but that, that's what I was waiting for. I was waiting for him to be like, yeah, we're friends. And then that was it. Like, <laughs> there was no more info. Like, yeah, we're, we're cool. <laughs> Would you ever think about, like, aging any beer in their bourbon barrel or anything along those lines? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah definitely. And that's something we've already talked about. Uh, we have a good relationship. Like, he'll come over here and mill some grains sometimes for us, um, different types of grains. So, yeah, I mean, we've already talked about it. We've obviously been pretty busy right now, sure, and this guy yeah. is just like. <laughs> I'm getting juiced it. up, man. I'm getting juiced yeah, up. I love it. That's man. funny. Yeah, so details uh, coming out. In the near future. Oh, sweet. I like that. That's good to hear. I'll yeah, wait. I mean, with, with this unique situation that you have with being two in the in the beverage community, mm-hmm. you have just endless opportunities to continue to collaborate, which I think adds so much character to this area. I mean, before you and, and Hartman's and the other businesses here came to this area, it was lacking something, lacking a, a main presence for people to come down and hang out. Now this seems to be everybody's favorite place to hang out because Elmwood seems overpopulated. Allen seems overpopulated. And this is just a cool area where you can get any kind of drink that you want. 
we're always talking about how we're whiskey people. I also do like beer, but if you have friends that don't like beer, you can come to this area and go to both places because you're right next to each other, yeah. which is so undervalued over in this area. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, you know, we see it all the time, whether it's, you know, people going over across the street to Shuck Shack or people going to Hartman's mm-hmm. um, or even people going to Riverworks. Like, we get the mix-up all the time. And if they come down here for one thing, they don't just come for that one thing and leave. They're like, oh, I'm here for the one thing, but what's that over there? And then they come over, right? So again like that community of business and and having these great neighbors is something that benefits us and obviously being known as a spot to have a little bit more room and not as crowded is nice too but absolutely the options are really endless down here so it's definitely a gem and we're glad to be a part of it that's really sweet so what would be next because you have you have a full kitchen essentially you got mm-hmm. a ton of space you have the room for production and canning you do events you already work with the community so what what would be next we're going to the moon. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Wave the flag. Yeah, that's right. And drop some beer off too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, I mean, you know, next is we we want to continue to grow. We think we have more to offer. Um, we have a great brand. We have a great product, and we know that we want to share it with more people. So next would be, you know, another tap room or another couple tap rooms opening up, like regionally speaking here in Western New York. And then from there, I mean, the possibilities are endless. Um, We really want to be a a larger regional brewery. So maybe tap rooms in New England or tap rooms in North Carolina, who knows, you know? So um, we we have a great product and we really want to share that with people. So there's definitely the the will to go across state lines. Absolutely. Yep. That's really cool. It That's just huge. still shocks me yeah. that Resurgence is only established in 2014. I know. It we're feels so- <laughs> like you guys, you're such a staple in the beer community. It seems like you guys have been around for so much longer. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's really cool talking with people. Like they tell us about like their first beers that they had at like Niagara street. And like now they're still having beers with us like all these years later. I mean, I say all these years, it's only six years, but they're still coming in to have beers and it's the people we used to see over at Niagara street. And, uh, you know, a lot has happened in a short period of time, but, you know, a lot of magical things have happened and, and a lot of great relationships too. So, you know, we yeah. really value that. Yeah, we talked about consumers and Wegmans and mm-hmm. that's where you can buy your product, but are you in any bars around the area that you're on tap? Yeah, definitely. We're in a, a lot of different bars. I mean, right here in the neighborhood, uh, Hartman's is right here. Uh, if you go down the street to 716, you know, we're on tap in 716. Uh, if you go over to uh, Imperial Pizza right down the street, oh, we're on tap over right. there. So, I mean, you know, we have our sales team out there really getting after it. Um, locally, we're, you know, we're in a ton of different bars, whether you're in the North Towns or South Towns. What is on your menu now? Because I'll be honest, I haven't had food here since you came here. To this oh, location. dude, you're killing me. So here's, here's I haven't the had thing. the Loganberry beer. He hasn't had food. I know, but here's the Slacking. thing, because back, back in Niagara, <laughs> when I had Loganberry for the first time, I was starving. Yeah. And then... Everyone was like, dude, just get a pizza. And I stared at everyone. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, just get a pizza. And they're like, dude, get their pizza. It's amazing. So then, sure enough, this perfectly sized pizza for me, it would normally be for like four girls, shows up. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, this is it. Like, what else would you want? Like, Done. I'm, I'm at a bar. We're playing human-sized Jenga. And I'm crushing this Loganberry beer that I've never experienced in my life before. And this pizza <laughs> is exactly what I need right now. So what's the menu at now? Yeah, so we've definitely grown and, you know, we've gone in a little bit of a different direction than pizza. We don't have pizza on our menu here. So, but we have tons of other things. That's so it. Close it up. <laughs> right, <laughs> so our menu is comprised of like small plates that are great for sharing. Like we have a giant pretzel 
um, that comes with beer cheese. It's fantastic. Beer cheese usually has resurgence IPA in it. Um, so everything from a pretzel and our charcuterie um, to, you know, sandwiches. Like our most popular sandwiches are fried chicken sandwich. Um, so it's a chicken thigh that we pound out, and it's, like, amazingly crispy. And it's one of those where, like, the bun is this size and the chicken is, like, that size. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, yes. Like um, UFO chicken breast. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, and our burgers are fantastic. So we have a lot of really great food and, you know, tacos, nachos, you name it, we do it. People love it, so. When you're making, I, I want to phrase this question question correct he's just so, like thinking about yeah, yeah, nachos he's like yeah well, because i love beer cheese so this is where this question's coming from so is there a type of beer that you can't make beer cheese with obviously you're not gonna make it with this loganberry that might be a little weird yeah but for uh, you IPA, yeah <laughs> be amazing but like ipa versus pale ale or lager is there a type of beer cheese that you can't make beer with I would say there's not because everything's subjective, right? Sure. Um, there's certainly beers that I wouldn't necessarily think to put in beer cheese, such as like a sour. You would definitely maybe end up with a clash of flavors. Yeah. Something a little bit fruitier, I wouldn't think. Something something with like more of a malty backbone. Um, like, you know, our Ice Boom Bach goes great in the beer cheese. Um, something like our IPA goes really well in the beer cheese. Um, so something that's got a little bit more of that malt in it. It's definitely, definitely good, but uh, maybe we'll have to try that Loganberry beer cheese. Let's call us up. We'll be <laughs> So your beer cheese is made with this IPA, you said? Yes. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So now that I'm starving, that's super exciting. Right. So what are your hours here versus what are your hours in, or versus, sorry, versus what, versus what are your hours in Niagara? So our hours are a little bit different. Um, so here at Chicago Street, because we are a full service operation and we have the full kitchen, um, we do lunch during the week. So we open at noon on weekdays. So if you're working, you got your lunch break, come on down for a, f- a quick lunch, uh, something great. Um, so then we're open all the way into the evening. Um, and then on the weekends, we do brunch here too. So Saturday and Sunday, we open at 10 in the morning. We do a brunch every Saturday and Sunday. And then we're open all night. Uh, Niagara Street is a little different during the week. We open like right at the end of the workday. So catching those people coming out of work. Um, and then, you know, pretty similar hours on the weekend too. What do you offer for brunch? Oh, brunch is great. So we have a <laughs> brunch is fantastic. So one of my favorite things is the brunch poutine. Um, so it's basically, you know, your classic cheese curds. Um, but there's a red eye gravy that we use. Um, that's really nice. And then we put bacon all over the top of it and a nice big fried egg. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, we also have the brunch burger, which is really great too. So that's a beef patty with uh, cheddar cheese. We have a hollandaise sauce, so it's an egg sauce with bacon, and then another fried egg on top. So very indulgent. Oh my gosh! Yeah, all of our listeners are just drooling right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so does your menu change for lunch too when you're open up during the day or? Um, so we have like our all day menu. So it's basically like, you know, the things that I talked about earlier, we offer them throughout the day. And then the only difference is we do our brunch menu in addition to that on the weekends. When, when businesses do the the lunch as well, I, I tend to see more of them closing between like three to five to get ready for dinner hours. Mm -hmm. You guys don't do that. Is that a, why would a business do that just because they're not getting a lot of traffic? Uh, there's a couple different reasons. Um, a lot of times you'll see it with smaller places or more upscale places um, because the setup required is a little bit more labor intensive. Sure. Um, whether you're talking about preparing the food, you know, it might take a little bit more labor to do the food or whether you're talking about resetting the dining room, there's more labor involved. But for us, you know, we're a tap room. It's really a community space. It's kind of bare bones. Um, and we've got a great team that works really hard. So we're very fortunate to be able to kind of stay open straight through the day. Yeah. Do you ever have any bands playing or uh, live? 
live music at all? We do. Yeah, we definitely do live music. We have we've had a lot of fun at the outdoor beer garden. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the bands jump up on the fireplace and really oh, rock nice. out, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, we love seeing that. <laughs> we love having a good time. Yeah. Uh, but we also do brands in the brewery too. So the brewery normally works like daytime business hours, and then at night, especially on the weekend, we'll have bands play out there. Wow. So essentially, your staff never leaves. Right, because you, <laughs> resurgence has been quoted for that because they're literally saying we've built such an environment here that it's kind of tough to go home. Like when work's over with, we'll just punch out and then drink what we just slaved over all day, and then before we know it, we're slamming a pretzel, and then there's live music, and then there's a Mercedes, and we're like, why would I leave? <laughs> what, what else am I going to do? Like I might as well just stay nice. here. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean we really want that environment. As much as like we all work really hard. Uh, we bust our asses here, making sure that the guests have a great experience and we provide a great product. You know, we like to play hard too, right? So mm-hmm. uh, we really believe in that and we want people to be here and spend time here because, you know, there's nothing better than when you're serving a guest something and you worked really hard to earn their satisfaction and then you get to like sit down and have that same satisfaction at the end of the day and we love for our staff to do that here. Yeah, so. you just change your shirt and sit down and start hanging out. Usually don't even change my shirt. <laughs> just, just sit right down. Yeah. Do you own any of the floors above here too or is this all office space above? So directly across on the second floor is office space okay. and then the third floor is apartments and then oh, okay. up top on the roof there's like a nice little patio. Um, oh, so that's been what? a lot of different things. It's been like a cigar bar. It's been like a spot to do a what? champagne toast. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's kind of a communal space. So it's not specifically our space, but it's space that we do have access to. Can and we see it at least? Hell yeah. yeah <laughs> Absolutely. All right. all right. Well, let's wrap it up. That's, that's it. That's where our spaceship is, and that's where we're going to the moon from. That's right. Yeah. We're going to go talk to Elon. It's not going to be a big deal. So where can everybody find you on social media? Uh, social media at Resurgence Brinco on Instagram. Okay. Uh, we're also on Facebook, and we definitely hit up the Twitter, too. Okay. Um, we're really working hard to get those uh, Blue Jays to come down here. Um, so we're throwing out some, some tags and trying to get those appetizers on the table for them, you know? So. You're offering them a discount, correct? Yeah. yeah so that was just in local yes. news. I don't know if you saw that, but they're offering the, they're offering the Blue Jays uh, discount for apps if they come play in uh, in Buffalo. So I'm we'll not see what happens. Lie. At first, I thought he, when he was saying Blue Jays, that meant Twitter followers because the Bluebird. Oh. But then I kind of like made the connection that it's actually the Blue Jays. I'm not a baseball follower, but I I did see that they are planning on coming here. But you are a Logan Bear, Loganberry beer drinker now, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. This is fantastic. I still can't get over this. I know. It's I good, am man. shocked that I haven't tried this yet. I, that's, I'm not going to steer really you good. wrong, my guy. So to be 100% honest, when it comes to beer, I do I used to not like any type of fruit or sour or goes sure. or anything like that. I was a IPA lager. I had this, uh, as our listeners probably know from me, continuously talk, talking about it. I believe that green bottled beer tastes better. That's just something that I like because the way that the sun reflects refracts sure. through the glass. Hey, you're talking to a Pennsylvania kid here, so I grew oh, up on grew Yingling. Up in, oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah, Yingling was so. my jam back then. I love yeah. Yingling. I just crushed like seven of them on Sunday. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got you. But like, I was the uh, Ruby Red Colts on Sunday. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, so. Nice. Yeah. So I just got into goes and, and sour beers and fruity beers probably like three years ago or mm-hmm. so. And that's probably why I wasn't introduced to this back then because I was just trying to start this stuff. But, uh, yeah, th- this is fantastic. So going back to your Pennsylvania roots, um, Yingling was your favorite of yours. 
And then kind of tying it in with resurgence, you guys don't use bottles for yours, your, your uh, beer at all, right? Right, yeah. It, it, that was another conscious decision on your end just because you didn't like the way that it tasted? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple different reasons. Obviously, the taste and quality is, 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 is better. We have more control over it when it's in a can. Uh, obviously, cost is a little bit different, too. It's not as variable in cost in the market for cans. Um, and then also, you know, packaging and storage and shipping has a big part of it as well. So um, really at the end of the day, the cans for us are a better product. So. It's crazy that bottles still exist. It is pretty wild when you yeah. think about it, yeah, so. But Yingling was one of your favorites growing up? Still is, man, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I love it. You can go into a bar and you just say, give me a lager, yeah. and you just get Yingling lager, you know? Everybody knows what you want, so. Is Resurgence why you moved to Buffalo or were you here before this? No, I was here before okay. this, so yeah. Uh, my wife is why I moved to Buffalo, oh, so her family's nice. here, so yeah. That's cool. awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, we're glad, we're glad to have you here because this place is immaculate. <laughs> we're, we're very happy to come here. Of course. Glad to have you guys. So it's been about 40 minutes, 45 minutes. Do you have anything else that you want to plug or any other aspirations of resurgence before we close this one out? Um, I think the biggest thing is we got a really special beer release coming this Saturday. Yes. Talk about that, please. Yeah, so that's going to be our strawberry IPA. Um, so it's available for pre-order right now on our app, Hot Mule. Have you ever used the app? You I have not. What talking about? So it's a pre- what? How yeah. what? 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 what are you talking Whoa. about? <laughs> That's the one that takes us to the moon. All right. <laughs> there you so go. basically, basically, hop mule. Yeah. So it's an app we created. So you know the you know big release days like when you go to the brewery and you're like, first of all, how long is the line going to be? Like, am I going to have to stand in a ridiculous line? And then you're like, second of all, am I even going to get beer by the time I get up to order beer? Sure. So hop mule takes that away. So. We put the beer release on at the beginning of the week. You can go on, you can buy it right then and there. So today, right now, you could buy our release on Saturday and you reserve it, right? And then Saturday, you just come and show up and you say, hey, my name's so-and-so, I placed an order and we give you the beer. So basically, you skip the line, you skip the wait, you get to reserve your beer and then you can come whenever you want on Saturday to pick it up. I have so many questions right now. Who designed that? What are you talking about? <laughs> 6 a.m., hey, today I'm gonna design an app. <laughs> screw lines we're not doing it we should uh you know it's again that's another one that you know that came from jeff so really really where is he where is this majestic (laughs) jeff yeah well all these ideas he goes to bed really early so yeah he's probably already (laughs) sleeping um no but that was the idea is you know and we don't want it to be for us. So there's other beers that have used it, like Buffalo Brewing Company, uh, 12 Gates has used it. Like there's other breweries that, that have used all. it. Yeah. So we just came out with the app for um, Apple and Android. So previously it was a web app. Um, but yeah, you can basically download the app, pre order your beer. Anytime we do a special release, it goes on there at the beginning of the week and you can just pre order it. And sit at home comfortably knowing that you will get to enjoy that, is that so cool. strawberry IPA. So I, I might have missed this when you were talking about it because I was just so amused that you guys created an app as a brewery. <laughs> but what? so strawberry IPA, is there any specialty special behind it or is it just an IPA with strawberry puree or whatever? Are, are, are the strawberries locally sourced? Where are they coming from? <laughs> so uh, strawberries, where are they coming from? Uh, basically, Drew has a magical strawberry garden um, also Ooh. on the roof. Nice. No, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> this is um, literally becoming Charlie and Chocolate Factory. So this is our... Lick this wall right They're now. like, can you just <laughs> take us to the roof already? There's so many things happening up there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so it's our strawberry IPA. We release it once a year, every summer, right around this time. And this is actually the first time that we've canned it. So normally it's only on draft. So really special for us. It's going in cans. It's got a sweet label. And uh, if you go to Hot Meal and download that from Apple or Android, you can pre-order it right now. How much is the app? 
free. No. Nice. And here we go. Yeah, I'm downloading it as soon as we're done here. Yeah, seriously. And then you get a notification every time we post a new beer. So, like, if you didn't need an excuse to go buy a bunch of beer, you have it right there because we just tell you, hey, new beer's up. You're like, well, got to buy it now. <laughs> How often do you normally do new beers? Um, so, at least a couple times a month. Okay. So Yeah, I was going to say about weekly. Yeah. Yeah. This time, this time of year, yeah, we've been doing a bunch. So, um, yeah. There's always something new coming out. That's really cool. So if you do download this app, it's definitely going to be worth your while because there'll be new beers coming out almost every week. Absolutely. So it, it's something definitely to download and pick up the strawberry IPA because if it's anything, is it the same mash bill and you're just adding strawberry puree to it? Is uh, that... Slightly different. Okay. So it's more similar to like a New England style IPA. Gotcha. Mm. Perfect. Yeah. That sounds delicious. My gut is just going to expand. <laughs> expand. <laughs> Take it easy on the pizza, right? Yeah, so more really. room for beer. That's yeah. him. That's him. <laughs> Put beer cheese instead of pizza. That's what I do. Hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah. We have yeah. all been there. Well, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Uh, let us come down here and use your space here to record and just talking about your brain and what you do for Buffalo. It, it's truly amazing. And you guys do so much for the community like we talked about. It, it does. It shouldn't go unnoticed. And we're excited to, to have you on the show. Really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Great Absolutely. meeting you. Love chatting about our beer. And, uh, of course, sharing a beer with you. Absolutely, man. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Let's All go right. to the roof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, peace. Never to be seen again. <laughs>